Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello, all. Dave. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good things. So, Craig, what's your good thing this week? You know, I like how consistent Tori is with her opening. Dave and I mix it up. She has a catch. Tori is a creature of habit. Um, so, guys, uh, started playing Minecraft again. So, that's so what's your good thing? Minecraft. Dude. Um, so I was playing this other mod pack that I just sort of picked up. I prefer when it has some sort of like technological progression where you start in the relative stone age and you upgrade your stuff. And I, I'm pretty sure I talked about something like this before. This is a different mod pack, but it has the same sort of idea. Hmm. But sadly, it wasn't too well designed. I sort of just found it and I'm like, I'll give it a try. Maybe it'll be cool. You got uh, me but... into it better than Wolves once. That was pretty cool. Oh, God, that was ages ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that I didn't have to mine diamond all day. Just keep remaking my obsidian things. You should try some skyblocks then. They're all about automation. You have to be able to make stuff on your own. And it just it's all about just setting it automatically, constantly pumping out resources. Pretty cool. Anyway. Uh, that's pretty cool. I like uh I made an iron farm one time where you like you build a village in the sky and make and then the you get iron golem. Golem. Yeah. yeah. And have him run through like a gauntlet of spikes until he dies and then the water under and get some drops in your box for you. So the mod pack I am currently playing is actually Subnautica themed Minecraft. So I already Subnautica is one of my good things. Minecraft is one of my good things. You put them together, it's a good thing. Um, Plus, it, it, it has that sort of. It's not a skyblock because you're underwater, but it has the same sort of premise where you have to get resources automatically. You don't have to go mining. You have, you you have water strainers that give you stuff like gravel, and then you sluice them through a sluicey thing to get resources out of it. So it's like you could set that up to automate it, and that's pretty cool. And I just built a quote-unquote sea moth, which is one of the submersibles from, from Southern Nautica, and I'm going to go exploring. It's going to be cool. I always wanted to do underwater stuff in Minecraft. Yeah, this one is, is really neat. It has mods specifically designed for being underwater, of course. Um, your swimming is much better Whatever mod, I don't know what mod specifically it is, but it, it swims. It lets you swim, which is much easier to get around rather than the, the Minecraft. You're constantly sinking for some reason and you have to just float. Pretty cool. Um, highly recommended. It's, it's called, uh, Rustic Waters. C block colon Rustic Waters. That's the mod pack. You can find it on the Twitch launcher. Um, this is pretty cool. You start with a penguin. Cool. All right. Dave, what's your good thing this week? My good thing this week is an overclocked remix album from possibly my favorite video game soundtrack from Donkey Kong Country 2. The album is called Serious Monkey Business. And I don't know if I actually brought this up before, but I was listening to it lately, uh, as I do from time to time. And one of the things that I really love about it it's kind of weird. Usually I like the overclocked remix albums that kind of focus on one style and go with that, like a Threshold of a Dream or Chrono Symphonic. But this one jumps around a lot to different types of genres. You have like 
Celtic sounding stuff. You've got like heavy metal stuff. You've got atmospheric, like trippy rock kind of stuff. Like there's one song in the remix of Forest Interlude. It's called the track is called Beneath the Canopy. And like the intro could possibly have been written by David Gilmore himself. It's it's so harkens back to like Pink Floyd and uh, and Echoes, the album. Uh, um, the song echoes from the album Metal, which is the best Pink Floyd album, by the way. Uh, <laughs> also, there is a song called Rare Respite, which is uh, kind of a play on, you know, Rareware being the developer of Donkey Kong Country 2 as well. And that's just like really awesome, like sea shanty kind of. I don't know. You got to listen to it. And then possibly... Maybe not my favorite or maybe not even the best track, but one track that I absolutely love is the last track on the first disc. It's called A New Place. It's a remix of Hothead Hop, the like the Lava Level theme song. And it has kind of like a hip-hop feel to it. And there's lyrics in it, which I always kind of... I'm always kind of wary about video game remixes that have words in them because they don't always work out too well. Um, and it's... So it's a genre that I'm not really generally looking for in hip hop, not really too into lyrical remixes. And Hothead Hop wasn't really one of my favorite songs from DKC2 either, but somehow the artist put all this stuff together and made a really amazing, high quality, clever, thought out lyrics and all. And I just love it. It's just, I love this song because it embodies, uh, it embodies what Overclocked Remix is. It takes, it's, so high quality and so good that it can take a variety of things that I'm not really into and combine them into one really great thing that I enjoy thoroughly. So that's Serious Monkey Business. It's an overclocked remix album of Donkey Kong Country 2. And that track again is called A New Hope. And uh, also one of the vocalists on that track is Starla or Injury, who's been in overclocked remix since like 1999. Man, she's been around a long time. OC Remix in general is really. I, I've yeah. been listening to it for so long, for at least ten years. Now. I don't know. It's been around for so long, and just it's having been around it. since ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, and and like listening to Rain Wave, which just constantly pumps out OC remixes and stuff. It's pretty good. I first found out about OC Remix in college, so that would have been about two thousand two, two thousand one. Oh, it was two thousand one because you're the one who showed it to me. And I got it from Ryan, so you definitely could have gotten it from him before you got it from me. I think he showed us both at the same time. We were in the computer lab. It it was an evening. I we almost just forgot used to, to go. Oh, sorry. Finish. Oh, we just used to go hang out in the computer lab like every night of the week with my husband and Ryan, and um, and we would just look at all these random things on the internet, like. Homestar Runner, for example, and Hamster Dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newgrounds.com, that was a thing back then. Uh, oh, so I did uh, also want to mention one other thing about this album is that uh, David Wise himself, the original composer of all of these songs, actually worked on one of the tracks for the album as well. All well, right. that's unusual. That's why he's listed on Overclocked Remix's website. He's listed as both a composer and a remix. Neat. Uh, so, my good thing, assuming Dave is now done. Dave, you done? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My good thing this week is, uh, so back in 2011, uh, someone attempted to get a lock and key, uh, TV show off the ground 
they filmed a pilot and it was not picked up for uh for series which is pretty common um since then i keep getting reminded that it exists and i keep looking for it and i keep failing until earlier this week someone in another discord that i'm in posted it that it had been like posted onto youtube the day before i was able to watch the thing it, it's like an hour long I really, really enjoyed it. I'm very excited for the Netflix show. And then it got taken down within like 12 hours of me having watched it. So that's my right. good thing is that I finally got to watch this thing. So you're talking about the old one. Yeah, the 2011 pilot that did not get brought to series. Because there is the new pilot trailer. I just linked it in our good. Yes, I don't know. I that is the it. thing that I'm excited about that I, I literally said like less than a minute ago. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just pointing out. Good listening skills, trailer. Craig. Less than a minute, Craig. All I'm saying is you can look the new one, not the old one. February 7th is when that comes out, and I'm pausing my watch my watch list to uh, watch that. So that's my good thing. Tori, what you got? Uh, two good things. First, last week I mentioned that I was watching Westworld. Well, I just finished watching Westworld, like, literally ten minutes before we started recording. And uh, mind blown. Very good show. How is season two? I only got through season one. Oh, it's very twisty, turny, like lots of stuff you're not going to see coming. Lots of cool things. So many cool fight scenes and action and so much going on. It's amazing. Are there satisfying answers to the questions that have been uh, introduced? I was satisfied, but I'm not much of a sci-fi person, so I could be wrong. But Matt also enjoys it, if that tells you anything. So, But you are like a basic story structure person. Oh, yeah. Well, but so Westworld kind of has that um, multiple timelines going on at the same time thing going on, which I find confusing. And so I'm having to look up all of the timelines on there's a wiki for this. There's a wiki for everything now um, to make sense of it all. But um yeah, uh, basic story structure, I think, is, is very much there. They put a lot of thought into it, and good job, them. Way better than Game of Thrones. See, J.J. Abrams, that's what happens when you know how it's going to end before you start. And then my other good thing, I posted a pic in the Animal Picks channel of my podcast buddy for the day, which is my little black cat named Shade. And she's chilling out right now, trying to eat my microphone. So you might hear from her later. Oh, I see puppy. Yeah, I also see a dog. Yeah, puppy. I've got one puppy at my feet, and then the other puppy is beside me on the couch. But he's always beside me on the couch, so. <laughs> so he doesn't no. count because, yeah. That's just like my wife. The cats just sit around her all the time. They don't like, they, they tolerate me, but they like her. Oh, they like me. They like you if no better options present themselves. Basically, yeah. <gasps> puppy. Um, all right. So, Dave. That's me. Did you read some chapters this week? Did I? Yes, that's the question. Did you? Uh, yeah. Cool. I Thanks read. for your contribution, Dave. <laughs> All right, ready for the next episode. <laughs> wow, you really read ahead then. I read chapters 51 through 54 of War Baker. <laughs> I War Baker? Let's start the episode over, guys. Oh. War Breaker by No, wait, wait. Terry I Pratchett missed War out. Baker, I need it. Terry <laughs> Pratchett missed out. Like, we could like, have had a dwarf baker baking yes. war bread. Oh. Yeah. Think of it like that. What's that British baking show that everybody likes? 
except with more fighting. Fun. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Bam! Wow, Dave pulling out the ten-year-old reference. No, that's a that's a character from the Flintstones. That's a fifty-year-old reference. The the Babby that Barney and Betty adopted. <laughs> All right. Wait, Bam Bam was adopted. A spoiler. Yes. Hell, surprise. Okay, anybody ready to hear about chapters fifty-one through fifty-four of Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson? Indeed. Yes, that but... sounds like a good idea. All right, chapter fifty-one. But I am still excited about the possibility of War Baker. That does sound fun. Tom Baker. He saw a lot of wars as the doctor. Chapter 51. Nightblood can't see and doesn't like to be ignored. Nightblood is figuring out what evil is. Royal bloods are descended from return. Nightblood knows he's the most important character. Denth and Tonk Fa strike back. <laughs> Do you know what the worst thing about being a mercenary is? Trent Denth treats you like a doo-doo head. So Hasrila is Dent's sister? Alright. So this chapter takes us with along with Vasher and Nightblood going to sneak into God King's palace. Maybe sneak isn't quite the right word. But uh break in and enter into God King's palace. Nah, it's totally sneak. And trying to save Princess Queen Siri. Princess Queen Siri. Yeah. She's a princess in Halandrin, but she's a queen in Halandrin. And Idris, she's a princess, but in how nailed it. <laughs> Perfect delivery. <laughs> oh man, we should we should do another take sometimes. Not not today. We don't have time. Uh, so Nightblood's here, and Vasher's just kind of thinking to himself. And Nightblood assumes that Vasher's thinking at Nightblood. Nightblood can read his thoughts. He's, Nightblood just assumes that everyone wants to talk to him. He knows he's the most important character in the book, and apparently, uh princesses are descended from return whatever that means and dent and tonk fire back and they're trying to hold queen siri captive but tent he treats the other mercenaries like doo-doo heads and shanana is uh is dent's sister this is the woman that Nightblood killed, and Nightblood can't remember or figure out why she hasn't returned his calls. <laughs> and that's yep. the end of chapter 51. Good old Nightblood. <laughs> what a character. Okay. Any questions? I have several that I want to save for when you're done. Save for what? For when you're done with your chapters. Okay. Chapter 52, then. Scoot wants to go to war and not attack. Light Song wonders why there is a sudden push for war after God King's wedding. Siri stuck. Laramar curses. Secret tunnel. Denth and the little man. Blushweaver is chaired up and gagged. Light Song to the res. <laughs> there you have it. Okay. Is that it? That's no summary. Uh. So they find Larimar and Larimar and Lightsong find these secret tunnels that go from Mercy Star's palace to the garrison where the lifeless soldiers are being held, and then they also find a, an even secreter tunnel that goes from the garrison to the God King's palace. And Larimar curses, which he doesn't usually do, and they overhear up above coming from the God King's palace. They hear dents talking to somebody that he refers to as little man. So I I got from this that he wasn't talking to Trelides. That was my big takeaway from Denth calling him little man. Because Trelides is a tall man, as far as I remember. Okay. 
I was trying to think, is Bluefingers a little guy? I don't remember. I guess we're just going to have to read and find out. Yeah. Well, he does say, he's like, oh, I'm not answering to you, little man. Go get your boss. I'll talk to your boss. I think Denth might be working for himself, though. He's pretty old, as we'll see. I think he might be overturned. But wait, that doesn't make sense either. Because they have, what's going on? What <laughs> is going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 wait, you missed the best part. Light song to the rest? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the light He's song like, oh, I'm good at swords. He hears, he hears Blushweaver screaming from God King's Palace. So he rushes up there, Scoot panting behind him. And he's like, maybe I was a soldier in my former life. Maybe I'm really good with this sword. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> and then he gets stabbed in the thigh. GG. Yep. Pretty good. But hey, he can juggle. He can juggle. He can. Numbers. That. And physical objects. <laughs> and he, uh, goes in a secret tunnel and a Bushweaver's there. Yep. Okay. So Bushweaver's, she's crying because she's all kidnappy. And Light Song shows up and gets dunked on. Any questions about Chapter 52? Nope. All right. Chapter 53. This is broken up into, this is a montage broken up into about one page sections. So I just wrote down one note for each of the sections, pretty much. All right. So Chapter 53. Vasher is late coming home. Trelides is trying to rescue Siri. Old chaps. The Nightblood Fisherman. Vasher is old. Like, really old. Like, many were old. Vivena goes out on the town. Light song was Gene Wilder from the producers in his former life. Gushweaver. Okay. So, Vasher. So, yeah, Vivena is waiting for Vasher to come home. He doesn't show up. And then next scene, Trilides appears in series chambers saying, I'm here to help you. I'm going to lead you to the rescue. And then there's some random old... Fisherman dude who fishes in the nighttime sometimes discards dead bodies if he can uh if he has an opportunity to do so and make a little extra money. But uh he's out there fishing and the the oceans sometimes talk to him. And this time they actually are talking to him because it's really night blood talking to him and he wants to get fished up. And there's there there's is. good money in corpse disposal and sword retrieval. Yeah, well Nightblood can't pay him. Wait. He paid and- him in friendship. That's true. Uh, Vasher's old. So apparently Vasher and probably also Denth and Sashasha have been alive since the Many War. Uh, Vasher mentioned something like how Sashasha came up with the like with the one breath command or something that allowed lifeless. Shashara, by the way. Shashara. And uh, Vasher's like, well, I contributed something to this to the arsenal as well. It's not specific about it. And Shashara wanted to bring the technology of Nightblood into the Many War, and that's why she had to die, even though she loved him, and even though her brother was his pal. All right, next scene, Vivenna goes out on the town. She gets, she takes uh, Vasher's spare cloak, gives it some commands, grabs her sword, runs out the door. And then we get the big reveal toward the end of chapter 53 that Light Song was a bean counter in his former life. Just like Gene Wilder from the, uh, from the producers. He's from Willy Wonka. From Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> He's an accountant that gets in trouble and winds up in jail. Yeah. And then Gush Weaver. 
because Blush Weaver has her throat slit. Wow, that's uh vivid. New name, Gush Weaver. All right, any questions about Chapter 53? <sighs> it's pretty heavy. Just trying to come up with some sort of Willy Wonka and the Accountancy Factory. It's just, I, I can't put it together. There's something there, I just can't land it. But there is the scene where Willy Wonka is literally counting beans in his office at the end when Charlie drops off the gobstopper. There is that, but that's that was all a setup. Cocoa bean. Yeah, right. no, I got I got nothing. I just can't land it. Last chapter. All right. Um, for this, the anti penultimate chapter of the book. I said anti anti the anti penultimate chapter of the book. Chapter fifty four. Yeah, there's two chapters next week, right? No, 55, 56, 57, 58 epilogue. Wait, really? I thought there were only two more. No, no it's 55 just... through the end. I thought that was 50. Oh, I thought it was 55 and 56. I thought end meant. For some reason, I saw end and thought it was. I'm sorry. All right. So, Tori, what comes before anti-penultimate? Um, that's a good question. I don't know that. I mean, theoretically, anti-penultimate can mean any chapter except the second to last. <laughs> I guess that's true. So this is an anti-penultimate chapter. <laughs> so wait, the first chapter of the book. Phil Knight says pre-anti-penultimate. All right, what's before that? Because that was the pre pre-anti-penultimate. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this one. Two before the, so anti-penultimate specifically says two before last. Pre-anti-penultimate probably three so before 58 last. Fifty-eight would be the ultimate chapter. Unless you count the prologue, but let's not, because we've got to come up with more words. You mean epilogue. Anti-pre-anti-penultimate. Did I say prologue? You did. Why would I say prologue? Wait. I don't know. It's the <laughs> wrong word. Why did then? <laughs> well, Don't forget it. it up if I can't get word. prologue and epilogue straight, I'm not even going to bother. Chapter 54. What did you say, Craig? I said... Fell Knight made up pre-anti-penultimate. No, I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. I've no, heard there something. was that one time that you made up a word and it turned out to be a word. Uh, the the, the, the spelunkophobia. Spelunkophobia. And it was, yeah, <laughs> oh, and it yeah. was that was the actual word for the thing. Nice. All right, chapter 54. Chapter 54. Vivi heads to the dock. Vasher gets tortured some more. Blue fingers got fingered. Nightblood and Vivenna reunited at last. Yeah. La- Larimar and Stenimar. Alright, so Vivi gets a hint from an old hobo. She gives him a handkerchief. Hopefully this doesn't carry the same connotations as it would on Scadrial. She hands him a <laughs> handkerchief. Gives him I a handkerchief for uh, advice on where the action is. And he's like, it's at the docks. Go to the docks. And so she goes, next scene, Vasher gets tortured some more. Denth is like, it He's like, inflicting pain on people isn't as much fun as Tonkfa led me to believe. But then he brandishes a knife and gets ready to stab some more. Next scene, uh, Bluefingers is trying to get Siri and God King out of the uh, tunnels or whatever. And they're like, come this way to the docks to freedom. And Siri starts adding it up. And she's like, wait a minute. I read... I read well of Ascension. I know that when there are three <laughs> factions, then the two stronger factions go to war and the third faction rises to power. I know what you're up to, Blue Fingers. And so she doesn't trust him. And then Trilides is like, what's going on? And she's like, Blue Fingers is the bad guy. And 
So she tells Susebrin, I guess you were right to trust in your gods all along. I'm personally a little more suspicious of them. I'm a little skeptical. I don't, I don't know that they necess- that just because Bluefingers is bad guy doesn't necessarily mean that Trelides is good guy. But we do have four more chapters after this, so we'll find out. And then next scene, Devena arrives at the docks, and there's been a slaughter and black smoke coming out under a house and some mysteriously dead people. Someone's been busy. Who's been, who's who does that remind you of? It's our good friend Nightblood. <laughs> friend of the show <laughs> best best character nightblood and and he's like i think vasher has a crush on you uh but i think uh, nightblood's just projecting and then next scene larimar and uh light song have a little talk to talk and we learned that the little the girl that uh light song has been dreaming about was actually his niece larimar's daughter so Alarimar and Stenimar, as he was once known, are brothers and always, always trouncing around looking for trouble. And that's the end of this week's chapters. Well, one of them trounces around looking for trouble. And the other one just gets caught up in it. Yep. So apparently, um, Light Song, Alarimar was actually there when Light Song died and became a returned and that revigorated Larimar's faith in iridescent tones. Is that the right term? Yeah. Okay. Any questions? Did you see the thing I just put into the Discord? I'm looking at it now. It basically is. So, for those of you listening at home, (laughs) they're not in our Discord server. First of all, get in our Discord server. We're throwing around theories. There's cats and stuff. Uh, You'll love it. But uh, just in case you're a doo-doo head and you don't want to join our Discord server, this is a gif of Toy Story, the scene where Woody is yelling at Buzz Lightyear saying, You are a toy! But replace toy with accountant. Basically exactly what happened. It's like, stop trying to be a hero, you're an accountant. I'm pretty sure like a proper version of that has been posted to the uh, Cosmere Facebook group I'm part of, but I didn't feel like digging for it. <laughs> I love it, it's so good. Alright, so I think, Mike, you had some questions for Dave. You're a sad little man. Uh, so first off, uh, Scoot just exploding on Light Song is is my favorite oh, scene of this whole been, book. He's <laughs> they're brothers. He had to be holding that in for a really long time. It's Probably. it's especially funny because every time <laughs> Light Song's been trying to get a reaction out of Laramar, finally he he doesn't even he's not even trying to do that. It happened. But yeah, that is that is my favorite scene of this whole book. And like it has some stiff competition, but that's that's the tops. And I just I'm glad that we're here finally. Yay. I think I would have appreciated it more if I had known they were brothers going into it. And there we go. Fell Knight found it. The the proper one. Like going into the whole story or because it's like at the beginning of the scene I didn't Marmar know that they were brothers. Being brother to his return is sort of a big deal. Like you don't just drop that in the middle of the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Dave. But there's, I'm sure there's plenty of subtext there that I overlooked, not knowing their relationship. Well, let me let me point one out to you that that Tori was kind enough to highlight back when it happened. Uh, remember, like a third of the way through, when Light Song was like, "Hey, Scoot, go enjoy this festival with your family," <laughs> and he uh, was already. Yeah. Aw, I do That's remember right. that. Light Song is it's, family. 
But um, his the, his daughter make it? Yeah, it's kind of vague. It's it came off kind of like I wasn't sure if she had survived well, or not. But. I don't know if you remember in an earlier chapter, Light Song asked, "Did that girl, whoever she is, is she still alive?" And Lara Mars like, "Yeah." Oh uh, yeah, it sounds familiar too. All right, so because first that was one of the. It sounds like this book has some replay value. It does. It does. I, I mean, read this like every year. That's that's pretty standard for um, Sanderson. Is like the stuff you learn at the end will will recolor the stuff that you read at the beginning. And the nice thing for Dave now is that you have plenty that you can reread that are part of the Cosmere. This is our fifth Cosmere book. Woo! We're getting All right. There. So first question is like we're almost to the end. We're in the Sander tsunami. Where is it going? It's going places. I need I need final theories, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good theory i had a theory last week that i forgot to mention i think did i mention it that the that the names of the returned were actually uh mistranslated or mistransliterated to similar sounding words i think you said something like that i think you posted that. i posted it so like light song was actually supposed to be night song blusher weaver was supposed to be bluff weaver and calm seer was supposed to be mom seer then they all got mistranslated but anyway i don't think i'm not i'm not holding to that one anymore um i did have an interesting thought though about the magic system in general in this book and that is that this is the first uh this is the first cosmere book that we've read where everybody is born with magic power in elantris people were just selected at a certain point in their life to become Elantrians, and in Mistborn, you had to inherit uh, ferrochemical or alimatic power, or have it added to you by a spike, but everybody is innately magical and of their own natural abilities able to utilize the magic system in this world. Hey, so that's, that's a new one. So Everyone to, is invested. In- to follow up on your did I say this last week thing, I went over to the Dave Theories channel and guess what's still there? Yeah, I typed it in last week. I don't a while back. I don't nope, know. No, not what you typed. What I posted. Oh, that thing. Yeah, no, I'm looking no, at it right no. now. I'm yeah. seeing it. <laughs> That's it. It gets. It actually gets more interesting the more I look at it. It's the tongue thing from <laughs> Kung Pao, which I've never seen. Oh, you really should. It's very good. Um. All right. What would you like to know? And I'm not going to be able to tell you quite everything, but I can tell you most of it if you'd like um, about Denth and Vasher and Shashara and their two friends. Spoiler. <laughs> Nightblood and Tonkfa. You want to know more about nope. them? Uh, so, I don't know. So, they've been alive a really long time. So, my first thought is, well, maybe they're returned. But then, like, but returned can't use breaths the way that and awakenings the way that they did so that's kind of unless they found some way to oh so that's the secret thing that vasher mentions that he contributed to the arsenal of the war it's some some kind of immortality or longevity that he somehow developed i'm guessing no oh and that specific thing i won't be able to tell you about because it's important at the end of the book okay so do you I want don't want to. I want to. I kind of want to just read and find out. I don't don't want to get too many hints before the last episode. Well, not the last. Yeah, okay, the I can I can save it for the wrap yeah. up. Um, but as far as theories on like what's going to happen, I would I'm going to guess that 
Uh, I'm going to guess that Trilogies isn't on our side. I'm going to guess it, that Trilogies is going to turn on Siri and Shebrin. Because they're kind of overlooked. Like, yeah, it was, it was Denth and Bluefingers working together to, oh, you know, throw Halendrin in the war. But, like, at the same time, they they just kind of threw aside the fact that the priests cut out Susebrin's tongue and are keeping a lot of things secret. So, like, I don't, I don't really trust Trilogies. And I, I'm also still interested in the fact, and, and we're reminded of this by Nightblood at the end of the last chapter, that uh, Denth is actually, his real name is Var Trilogies. So, they might be related somehow as well. So, yeah. Oh, and my main thing going into the final chapters is I'm, I'm keeping my eye on Trilogies. I don't trust let me know once you actually finish the book, because I have a picture I need to share with you. <laughs> okay. It's posted in spoiler discussion, so I believe Craig and Tori have both seen it. Is it a tongue with a tongue? No, you've seen that. That's good. It's a good, it's a good pick. I can't show it to you yet, but I really, really want to. <laughs> okay. I'll let you show it to me while I'm streaming sometime. Like if, if I don't finish next Sunday afternoon, which is also a possibility. All right. Uh, do you have any final questions for us? Because most of what I wanted to talk about was stuff that you just said you don't want to hear. Nope. I will say it's sort of a shame. Um, with Mistborn, we were able to take advantage of the fact that there were three books. So we had those little breaks where we finished the first book and say, let's get some questions. Dave can, you know, think about things he wants to know. And then we can look at that. We don't really have that luxury in Warbreaker because it's just a single book. Um, well, okay, yeah, so. but from here we move into the Stormlight Archive, yeah. so we can ask him, Dave, what from what we've already read do you think will come up in the Stormlight Archive? That's going to be fun. That will be extra fun, especially because for the first time, uh, the three of us have not finished the series yet. Mm. So we can't even answer everything. Yeah, it's good. And then after Way of Kings, we go into Alloy of Law, which is the beginning of yet another multi-book series. Uh before, before I hang up here, did was that AMA with Brandon Sanderson yesterday? Uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. I haven't okay. watched it yet. Uh, okay, so you didn't go in and ask him about Malaiti. I was I either working or sleeping because I've been doing overnight inventory shifts and they're exhausting. Unfortunately, I was, well, not really unfortunately. I was watching the rest of the BBQ, Um and apparently he moved it from YouTube to Facebook, so people missed it. Ew. Yeah. But I will I will try in the next week or two to watch it and see if it's something that or see if it goes into areas where you're not allowed to go or not. Cool. Because if you can watch it, you totally should. But I don't know yet. All right. Uh, so let's let's get rid of Dave so we can talk spoilers. Hi. Bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. And Dave's gone. This concludes the spoiler free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. All right, uh, so the stuff I was going to tell him was like Five Scholar stuff. Yeah. And I was just going to leave out Khaled's Phantoms as the, as the thing to hold back, because that's the only plot-relevant thing left. Um, so I don't have much to talk about because we're at the penultimate section. Or for us, the penultimate episode. Um, and we will be discussing next week the actual thoughts of the book. But I, there's one thing that bothers me, and I feel like uh, Sanderson does this a lot. It's during the whole torture scene 
uh, in chapter 54, Vasher observes that Dent has some good in him. Like, I hate that. Like, no, I don't think so. Dent is not good. He has no good. He's working with Mercy. He's working with a psychopath. He's doing some pretty horrible things and getting people guilt killed. How is there any good there? I mean, but, that, that might just but, be Vasher trying to, like, this guy used to be my friend. Am I really that much of an a-hole that I'm friends with this jerk? No, there's there's got to be some redeeming quality to him, clearly. Or he I, could be thinking like, oh, this guy used to be my friend. I must have really messed up to make him do these things, and it's my fault. Like, there could be some guilt in there. Oh. But on the other side, I will have to say, now this is this is pro Sanderson. Um, having a well balanced character, being able to look at a character like Dent and sort of observing his motivations, like he's not just a evil villain. He there is there's reasons for what he does and how he is. Um, and as I think Dent puts it at one point, everyone's the hero of their own story. Was that Dent that said that? Because it should be true when when people are writing characters. That really should be true. And that's the, that is a mark of a well-written character when they, from their perspective, they can be the, the hero of their own story. And we have that, sort of. And, I mean, if Dent is, um, empathetic to, or sympathetic to the Pancal cause, then, you know, he might justify everything he's doing as being, being the best thing possible for the suppressed people. I don't think that's the case. I don't, I don't either. But I don't think he's sympathetic with Pan. I think he really is just 100% mercenary because that's how he's in the flood. Doesn't really explain why he is with Tom Fa, but you know, maybe maybe it's a uh, order of the stick, Roy and Belkar kind of scenario <laughs> where he's sure. he's sort of reining in the 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 psychopath here and keeping him focused on a goal. Spoilers for Order of the Stick, but unlike Order of the Stick, a cat does not help. Tongfa get character growth. No, unfortunately. Although I don't think Tongfa had a cat, so there's that at least. I hope he never has a cat. Well, doesn't he die? I forget. I think he dies. Yeah, Isn't I've also Tongfa. forgotten. And I'm not reading along with this book, so I'm no help here. Yeah, I think he's killed off in the final battle, but we'll see. I don't fully remember. I don't really care too much. But um, it also is a good thing we didn't really discuss it because we do know what our steel is uh, clawed. So we know where yep. one of the other five scholars is. We just don't know where he steal it. And just I believe off somewhere being a god king. So Blue Fingers is working for someone, and I believe it might be Steel, or I think that's just spe- speculation, isn't it? Um, I think if the annotations don't say, then we don't really have much beyond a potential word of Brandon. But those are hard to track down. Um. So yeah, he's he's the only really big mystery we have. Well, we have a few of them when it comes to Warbreaker, but one of the big ones is. What is Yeastiel up to? We know he's probably going to be a focus of the next book whenever we get a sequel. Um, but he, he is one of the five scholars, and eventually he's going to be the only other one remaining aside from Basher. I wonder if Brandon took the storyline he planned for Yeastiel and put it into Stormlight for that one Herald. Hmm. I guess we'll have to take a look at the annotations when we get to Stormlight Archives as well. Because that... That's striking me as having a lot of similarities, and he does do that sometimes, where like he'll take something he had planned for this book and then move it to a different book where it works better. So I'm wondering if that's what's going on here. Now I think about it, I think Tong Fa might actually get away. Yeah, I I seem to recall 
that he's going to show up in the sequel someday. But, you know, he's he's calmed down. He's attained wisdom. He doesn't murder animals anymore. Yeah, I he's don't think guy. that happens. <laughs> he traveled to Roshar and befriended this this one this one poor soul, Moash. And together, <laughs> they, they go travel to Cosmere and have adventures. <laughs> I do not that. need that book. No. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything else for spoilers. Uh, I had one thing. Um, it, it's a short thing, though. I believe it was last week we were talking about Hoyd and uh, the storytelling with the sand. And I said, you know, I seem to recall that that is not sand mastery. I just wanted to um, repeat that uh, because I looked it up on the Copper Mind. If you go to the entry on Hoyd and it talks about his storytelling with the sand uh, and it says it's not sand mastery, it is something else. And if you click on the link there it will take you to a Q&A with Brandon Sanderson on Tor.com uh, where somebody asked him hey was that Sandmaster and he specifically said no that's something else um, right. and we will learn more about that when we get Hoyd's uh, origin story in the in, in the Yolen books yeah. but it could I, be Sandmastery adjacent he could have been infusing the sand with fresh um, fresh power well, because we'll have it, to rafo that because we we don't have a word of Brandon on that. It goes from black sand to white sand instead of the other way around. What what I told you is what we have a word of Brandon on. Yep. So there you go. Just doing some fairly pointless speculation. All right. Anybody got anything else? I do not. All right then. Uh, bye everybody. Bye, Good night, all. internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast, or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.